Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Caregiving Gen X Style. I am Steve Mullen. And I'm Jennifer Mullen. We thought this episode will be a good follow-up to the previous episode about finding balance in your life, because it's kind of related. It's all about self-care. What this comes down to is you not only have to care for your loved one, you also have to take care of yourself. And that's hard. Really hard. Really hard. But first, before we get into that, Jennifer, how's your mom? My mom is doing well. I am happy to report that she's doing well. And in fact, I was thinking about this recently, that we just went on a week's vacation. I've been afraid to mention it to anyone. The parents went away on a week's, week's vacation. vacation. And they left the keys to the brand new Porsche. Would they mind? Mm, mm, well, well, of, of course, course not. not. Um, yeah. Yeah. Jen's I know. Gen- I started to say Gen Z. No. Gen, Gen X. X. Us. Right. Anyway. Early 90s. Yes. We went on a week's vacation. And if you've been listening to our previous episodes, sometimes that is a trigger for something to happen. However, it did not happen. We enjoyed a fantastic week-long family of four vacation in which it was just smooth sailing. We got no emergency calls. Nothing. It and was amazing. And if you've been listening to this podcast from the start, you know we've gotten a lot of those calls when we're on vacation. Right. So it was amazing. You, your mom was in, it is in assisted living, so we know she's taken care of. Uh, my mom, Gagi, FaceTimes with the kids regularly or calls them regularly, and we had several of those phone calls throughout the week, and they were just normal. It it's was true. Awesome. Yep. It was we awesome. We had a fantastic beach vacation. Yep. It was yep. great. So, Steve, how's your mom? I need to give my mother a shout out. Yay. Are you ready for this? I this am. is fantastic. I'm really, I'm really proud of her. So I want to say two Fridays ago, something like that. Uh her apartment flooded. And it's kind of interesting that it happened because all right, so here's what happened. Her air conditioning unit, the drain plug got clogged up. If you have an air conditioning unit, it may have happened. Oh, to you, you mean before. kind of like and what happened funny, at our house yes, not that week, long ago? A week before that, it happened to us uh-huh. to the one up in the attic, which then flooded our ceiling in our bedroom, but we're not going to get into that. Mm. The fact of the matter is a portion of her living room flooded. That's not the good thing. The good thing though, is it happened on a Friday after I had left. I was there uh, on that Friday, but she noticed this after I left. She didn't call me. She didn't call me and tell me that day. She didn't tell me the next day. She didn't tell me the next day. She called me on Monday because she needed some groceries for me to pick up on my way over to visit her. And, oh, by the way, my apartment flooded. She handled it. Right. It's reminiscent, though, I think about it, like your mom. Like, she's she's so independent and definitely, you know, after your dad passed away. She was. Pretty independent. She was. It was reminiscent of that. It really was. And, and yeah, when when my dad passed away and for the next 20 years, I mean, I really didn't need to do much for her. But it had kind of gotten to the point where any bad thing happens, I got to call Steve and... It wouldn't have shocked me in the least if she had called on Friday once I got home and said, oh, my God, my apartment's flooded. I need you to come over here. But she didn't do that. Yeah. And great. I was really proud of her for that. Yeah, that's that's amazing. It's it amazing. Really is Definitely. Amazing. We're we're taking steps in the right direction. We are so. baby steps. Baby steps. Okay. So we've each talked about our moms, how our moms are doing. Yes. But we, we have something this week that's we have a little a listener different. Submission. Yeah. It's fantastic. A listener, she didn't want us to use her name. So we're going to call her Barbara. I don't know why. Barbara. That's just what we're going to call her. I had an Aunt Barbara. You, you had did. an Aunt Barbara. I had an Aunt Barbara. All right, Barbara. Seems like it's a good... It's like... 
Middle everybody has an road. aunt, Uncle Bob. Everyone has an aunt Barbara, right? Right, definitely. Okay, so uh, we're gonna call her Barbara. She had a "How's Your Dad" segment for us. Oh, it's it's a little brief, dad? but yep. we're gonna talk about it here. So this is what she said, and I quote: "I saw a lot of negative posts about assisted living on Reddit, but I also knew that having him move in with me wasn't a good option for either of us. My dad has dementia and Parkinson's." Mm and has been in assisted living for two months now, his mood, general appearance, and clarity have improved a lot. Mm-hmm. And all right, so first of all, good job, Barbara. Yes. I mean, assisted living is a tough decision to make. Nobody really truly wants to do it. Nope. You you want them to be close to you, but some, you, know, you, you eventually realize it's just not the best option for them, and they can get so much more at assisted living. In, in a lot of cases, there's a lot for them there. And, you know, the negative posts on Reddit, people, I got to tell you, I go on Reddit, a lot of what you see there is negative posts. And you got to be real careful about reading that stuff because it will talk you out of doing anything. Yes. I mean, God forbid, your tire, your, you, your car needs new tires. You'll see negative posts about getting new tires. It will talk you out of anything. So congrats to Barbara for not paying too much attention to that. And congrats to her. I'm, I'm glad her dad's doing great. Yeah, we're happy to hear that. It's uh, I- I'm glad that you reached out to us yes. to let it, to let us know yeah, that it was she helpful. Emailed like us and hear- I asked her yeah. for a, how's your dad, and she gave it to me. That yeah. was fantastic. It's it's awesome. I think that's why we're sitting here, yes. doing what we are doing yes. at our dining room table, at our dining talking room table. about our experience. And even when you know, even when things are going well and our moms are doing great, like we've had a lot of experiences. I'm sure there are more to come. Oh yeah. Um, and I think. The main reason we started all of this is to let folks know that they are not alone. That is, I think, the primary reason. Yeah, yeah all of us, that all of us Gen Xers, we're exactly. all out there doing it together. We're out there doing it. Yep. So let's get to this week's topic or this episode's topic, rather. Uh, it's you know, it's incredibly easy to get to the point where your whole life is caregiving, and I think this episode. I, I'm going to go say this now. This episode really ties into the last one Definitely. about balance. Yes. So if you let it. Caregiving will swallow up everything that's going on in your life, leaving 100%. nothing for you to enjoy but the company of your loved one. And let's be real, we all love that. But it can't be all there is. Yeah, I mean, right? I will say, like, it's a weird, it's just a little squirrel. It's a weird little thing at the times when my mom has needed additional care. And I don't know if my my brother would say this as well, but, you know, there have been times where I've stayed overnight there and... Honestly, it's permission to myself too to like kick back in the recliner and just watch, and watch a movie. Watch crappy TV. Right. Watch a movie with my mom, some movie that nobody else would ever want to watch nope. with me, some chick flick. And we enjoy each other's company. And, you know, that's that's a great thing. And I, I definitely have learned over time to appreciate those moments for sure in the caregiving journey. Great things. But those are short term things. Yeah. So we're not really talking about short-term caregiving here. So if your situation is that you're going to be spending a lot of time caring for your parent while they recover from a surgery, for instance, and they'll go back to being more independent soon, then we recommend that you just put in the time now. Don't worry. Suck it up, buttercup. Right. Like worry about yourself later. These are just, you're going to get through it. You can sacrifice for a certain period of time and, and you just don't pay attention to yourself a whole lot. But right. it doesn't it doesn't sound great, 
But for primary caregivers, there really isn't much of a choice. Right. And But what we're talking about here is long-term issues. It can mean a parent who's in a nursing home and is confused and scared all the time. It can mean the parent who's living at home but isn't safe to be there all day long. It can mean so many different situations. You, you get the point. But basically, it's not a situation that's going to end anytime soon. And it's one that requires a lot of your time, you, the caregiver, not the caretaker, it needs a lot of your time. Yep. I mean, if you live literally only for your loved one, you are going to burn out sooner or later. And we've They're both kind of gotten to the edge of that. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. You're going to burn out. It may sound a little selfish to take care of yourself if you're a particularly dedicated caregiver as I think a lot of us are, a lot of you out there who are listening to this. If you're listening to this, I figure you probably are. But it simply must Must be be done. So let's talk about some of the ways to ensure that you have some me time to keep from going insane, which is really, I think, needs to be one of our primary goals to keep from going insane, right? Absolutely. Keep up with your hobbies. Definitely. So we all know we have hobbies. I, I would hope most of us have something that we really enjoy doing. I like to golf. I like to hike. And, but those are both hobbies that can take up an entire day. Def- Particularly yep. if you're traveling yes. to do it like you travel to the mountains. For yeah, instance, I mean, it's a hike. drive for two hours to get to the mountains and then your hike, which right. can be several hours, and then your drive two hours back. And then, you know, usually a stop. Hmm. There's a stop that a, a may stop involve a beverage. And a beer. A. Maybe a beverage because you got to drive a little bit more. Or unless somebody else is driving. Well, there's but, that. Yeah. yeah. Could be two beverages. I don't typically drive that far to go golf, but I mean, it does, you know, it can take four hours. So it's kind of an all day thing. But, you know, if your hobby is things like puzzles, reading, it is really easy just to work that into your day. So your loved one is napping. Sit down and read your book for a little bit. Forget about the cleaning that you feel like has to be done, Jennifer. And oh, Jennifer's real. We know I, we've covered this. Have she, we? Yeah. I, well, ep- I feel like we have not in this episode, but oh. in the series, someplace. Well, I, if we haven't, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Jennifer's really bad. If she feels like there's cleaning that has to be done, right. I don't. She sit, can't relax. I don't sit still. You very can't well. relax. No, I don't. You're not good at yeah, it. So. But you know, again, if you can find time for those things, maybe it's a half hour here, maybe it's a half hour there. Just sit and do your thing. And really, we encourage you to find those things in addition to, you might have the hobbies like we do, like golf or hiking that actually take the better part of a day, but find the other smaller, less commitment type of hobbies that you can sprinkle in throughout your day. Like you said, a puzzle or reading a book, something where you can say, you know what, for 20 minutes, I'm going to give myself a break. I'm going to give my brain a break. It's going to do something just for me that I enjoy doing. This is critical. It's critical. But let's talk about the all-day hobby, though. Going back a ways, we've talked about this. Um, You know, my mother was in the hospital. I was stressed out like you wouldn't believe. I came home and Jennifer said, tomorrow you're going to go visit your mother for an hour and then you're going to go play golf. And uh, as I said at the time... I'm pretty sure I earned best you wife did. status. You did. You got a gold ever. star for that. I, but I feel like I as did. I said at the time, yeah. if your wife tells you to go play golf, you go play golf. I mean, it's it's insane yeah. not to. But I think my point is, is if you can carve out that day to go do that long-term thing. I mean, I came back from that. Again, I was stressed every single day. It's a long story. If you've been listening for a while, you know what it's all about. 
but I came off of the golf course feeling much, much better I than when I walked onto it. I believe you thanked me for that when you came home. I did. You did. And I did. I said, thank you for forcing me to go play yeah, golf. You did. And you know Which what? is like a weird statement. You are more than welcome to force me to go play golf anytime you want. <laughs> I'll remember that. Right. I'm, I'm going to bookmark that. I guess my, my point is, is if you can carve out a day to do that long thing, whether it's golf, whether it's hiking, whether it's you know, just going for an hour long drive, if that's what you'd like to do. If you can find the time to do it, do it. Yep. So, yep. but let's talk about it though. You've got to use your time wisely. So, as we've mentioned in previous episodes, it's incredibly important to have a network of help, particularly if your parent, your loved one, cannot be alone for very long. So, we're talking about people who might be willing to come sit with them for an hour or two mm-hmm. while you get out of the house. Yeah, it could be a neighbor, it can be a friend, it can be obviously a relative if you have that secondary caregiver or even the backup caregiver. This is when you say, hey, backup caregiver, I would like you to do this. Yep. And I I, I remember back many years ago now when your dad was battling brain cancer, your mom at that point she was, was the, the primary. Pri- it's was, crazy. I was it, thinking about this today. It is. It she is was really, the primary re- caregiver. It's, it's really crazy because she was the primary for my dad. And at the same time, and we've talked about this, my grandmother, her mother, was at the beginning stages of Alzheimer's. So she was the primary caregiver for my father mm-hmm. and her mother mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. I was the secondary. Right. I came in and, and kind of it was the backup. It's definitely a generational oh. thing for a lot of families. Not, not every family, but for a lot of families, it's definitely a generational thing. And and yeah, so I remember your mom was the primary caregiver for your dad, but your job was to go over to their house several times a week to give your mom a break. Yep. She needed that. She yes, needed she to really did. She get really, out. Really did. Yes. I think yes. we talked about this about two episodes ago, um, uh, guilt or something. I'm not sure what we were talking about, but... We've, we've talked about this before. She, you know, recently admitted, though, that when I came over, sometimes she would do her grocery shopping. Sometimes she would take my grandmother to do her grocery shopping. But sometimes she would go to McDonald's, get a soda, and read a book. Good and for her. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that because I know she needed it. Yes. She needed that downtime. So that little tiny, tiny bit of self-care. And, I, you know, I would come over. I would go over there for three, four hours sometimes. But uh, and she wouldn't be gone the whole time necessarily. Although, as I recall, she usually stayed home, stayed out as long as she felt like she could. But you know, that little bit of self care is critical when you're caring for someone twenty four seven, like she really was. I mean, it was in home, no breaks unless I came over, yep. and that was it. Yeah, it's needed because that job is exhausting. It is. It is. And another thing that you can think about in terms of using your time wisely is. Take advantage when in-home care comes to visit, right? So this might be physical therapy. It might be occupational therapy, speech therapy. I know probably the instinct, and I know it's been my instinct, your instinct. You kind of want to be there because you kind of want to hear what's going on. And you also want to take the time to clean. Are you? I feel like you're looking at me across the... I I was actually talking to you. Oh, you're talking to me. Yes, you specifically. Well, right, because... That's what you do. Right, because I want her to be in a clean apartment. Right, I understand that. Okay, all right, I'm feeling a little judged We're talking about self-care here. But I'm going to let it go. Okay, fine, fair point. But even if these appointments, these 
you know, in-home care appointments, physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, even if they're only 30 minutes, really, you can use that time to sit quietly outside, apparently not clean, mm-hmm. sit quietly outside and read, listen to music, um, yep. stare into space, because frankly, sometimes that might be yeah. all you need. Play Just a stupid little video game on your phone. Quietly. Do right, something. Right, right. I mean... Yes, often I could be tempted to clean the house or do laundry or whatever, yes. but you know, sometimes really the point is that you should take some time for yourself, not feel guilty about it. Correct. So next thing, take people up on their offers. And this is, I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know if this, I'm going to say this is contentious, but it can be a tough one because you don't want to inconvenience anybody, right? Because this is your problem, not their problem. And I don't want to call it a problem, but you know what I mean. But when people find out that you're caring for your loved one, quite frequently their first response is, oh, let me know if there's any way I can help. You know what? Take them up on it. They may not actually meet it, and it may not actually work. But even if you can get them to come over and sit with your loved one for one hour, that is a victory, right? It is. So what I will say, though, after thinking this through a little bit, Yes, it's it's great to say, hey, let me know what I can do to help. But that's a pretty and and don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not criticizing anyone who says that because I do believe that people say that and they often, most of the time, have a very genuine um, intention with that. But that also but. puts the onus on the caregiver to say, okay, here's how I need for great. you to help. Let's do be, it. Be specific. If you if you have someone in your life who you see is caring for someone and you see that maybe they need a break, be a little more specific and right. say, I would l- I I have an hour free on Saturday. I would love to come over and sit with your insert loved one's name, mom, right. dad, uncle, aunt, Barbara, whatever. Bob. Barbara. Barbara. Barbara's a good one. I would love to come sit with Barbara so that you can go out and do what you need to get done or so that you can go out and have a break. Right. And And you're absolutely right. Yes. I mean, and we've all been in this situation where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry you're going through that. Let me know if I can help. You've got a very good point there. Don't say, let me know if I can help. Offer something specific. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about when someone specifically says to you, let me know if I can help. Because that's a very generic thing that everyone says, right? Yes. Yes. My point is, take them up on it. Lasso them, rope them in, and drag them toward you. Well, right. And get them to do no, the things I, you want. No, I hear what you're saying, <laughs> but I'm just saying, let's put the shoe on the other foot. I and get so it. I'm just saying, I'm stepping outside of where we are. Yes, it's been nice if people say, let me know if there's anything I can do to help. It's it's great. You'd like to hear that. Right. You sort of feel right. like And you've what got they that- really may mean is make a lasagna. But <laughs> You know what? Rope them into helping you. Right. Or what I'm saying, though, is if you're on the other side of hearing that, you you don't say, let me know what I can do to help. You say, here is how I would like to help you. I agree with what you're saying. Okay. But we got to rope back around to what I'm saying is that not everyone says that. Not everyone does that. We're suggesting that people do it, but my point is, is not everyone does. So when someone says, let me know if I can help, what do you do? You take them up on it and you say, is there any chance that on Sunday you could come over for an hour and Mm -hmm. just sit and watch some stupid movie with my mother 
while I go to McDonald's and have a soda and read my book. (laughs) Yes, but what I'm saying, though, is if you're the person who's saying that, don't put the onus on the person who is already doing the caregiving. We're all in agreement here. Okay. I don't know. We're not arguing. Are we? We're really not. It kind of seems like we might be a little I don't think we are. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) We have a friend. She doesn't really like it when we bicker. She really gets really uncomfortable. uncomfortable. It really makes her really uncomfortable. And I feel like if she were here, she'd be cringing right now. Anyway, mm. we're not, honestly, I think we're on the same page here. We're just going to agree to agree yes, exactly. that I'm right. Uh, let's just move <laughs> on, shall we? Okay. The next thing, trust the care that you, your loved one, or the insurance company is actually paying for. Somebody's paying for it. Uh-huh. You got to trust it. I know you're looking this at me. This is like the pot I calling the it. kettle black. I get it. Or... I get it. I get yeah. it. I get it. If your yes. loved one is in a facility like an assisted living, nursing home, skilled nursing, whatever, Self-care becomes a lot easier, but it still must be navigated. I think we've talked about this on previous episodes. This has come up, and it's come up more than once. Regimented, and I'll tell you, you know, it's funny. I've I've listened back to those episodes, and I I do this. I know you don't. Mm. Um, Mm. Sometimes you don't even listen the first time. I don't. But I've listened to these, and I really think what it is for a while there, when my mother was slowly kind of sliding downhill before she got on the memory drug. She got very, I mean, she's always been schedule oriented, but it got more so where I, if I wasn't there on a specific time, she would get a little anxious. It's a fair point. I had to write down notes like Steve will be here on Wednesday at his normal time of 3.30. And if I wasn't, she would get anxious. So I kind of stuck to that, even though right now she's fine. Really, she's fine if I don't come over for a day as long as I tell her. As a matter of fact, this past Monday... She said specifically um, between don't the car- come. between the carpet thing and uh, we've got a birthday celebration. Don't come. It was it was a turning point for sure. <laughs> it really, kind of. It was. really was like where she we that was a moment where we're like, okay, like she has settled Holy in. Cow. This is what I'm saying. Well. This is why I was giving you the shout out. This is yes, all related. It is. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's almost like I've got a day off. I didn't. I mean, I still had to work a little bit that day, but. It was almost like I had a day off. And you know what I ended up doing? I, I think I cleaned the house. But that's funny um, that I accuse you of doing that. But that's what I ended <laughs> uh-huh. up doing. Anyway, you know, if your loved one's a good, in a good place, reasonably able to take care of themselves, like my mother is displaying these days, uh, you know, with the assistance that they get, you need to take the opportunities presented for self-care because mm-hmm. they are there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if a friend asks you to play golf or go on a hike, on a day when you might normally visit your parent, yes, I'm speaking to myself here because I get regimented, I realize it, you can reschedule the visit with your parent for the next day. Right. You can redo there. it. Slowly. I'm, I'm working on it. It's slow. I am working on slow. it. I'm getting better. But yes, yes. All right. I mean, I think the main point is you've got to figure out what what brings you joy, what lets you forget. Not you know that what, we Jennifer? Have... You bring me joy. <laughs> you smile. You spark yeah. joy. I feel like mm, yeah. I don't know. What, I don't know what's happening okay, here. I don't either. You should have another sip of beer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this might be a beer induced. All right. I love you so much. You're my best friend. No, it's like our. Fr- it's like our old college friend. Your old college. Friend. Oh yeah, yeah. You're my yeah. best friend. Yeah, she got to a certain point of drunkenness, and and we had to discuss why we were best friends. Yes. Right. Yes. No, seriously though, like. You've got to figure out what it is that makes you happy, that lets you forget. Not that we ever completely forget, but you know about the huge amount of responsibility that you have in the job of making sure that another 
human being is human cared being. for. It's crazy. When you stop and think about it that way, right? It is a human being. This is a person who raised you most likely. It could be a loved one for aunt, uncle. I know we've sure. acknowledged that. But in in our world, Steve and Jennifer's world, these are our mothers. They raised us. They cared for us. You know, all these things. We need to make sure that they're cared for. So don't stop doing the things that keep you feeling sane because the alternative definitely is that you're not it's not so hot and right i think about it i equate it to parenting here we're going to go back to the sandwich generation mm-hmm. right so we have we have children and i remember especially when they were younger you know i remember hearing all of the like you got to take care of yourself yes. before you can be a good parent I and take that. care of your kid it's the same thing here. You've got to take care of yourself before you can be a good, whatever that is, parent, spouse, mm-hmm. caregiver. Right. That's it's pretty basic. Sure. Actually, it it means you'll either be if you if you're not doing these things, you're you're going to be bitter and mean. Yep. Or you might literally end up in a. Literally, literally, no, going back thing. one Our episode. Same friend, one episode. Or did, did we talk about we it last about episode? It. Yes, yeah, we literally, literally, end up in a loony bin. Yeah, not to. I'm not trying to. No, but I mean, it will. It we're will, not trying to be light about mental health, but right. like you're gonna drive yourself crazy and end up in nuts. a loony bin where you cannot help any. You can't help anybody. No. So, in short, to wrap this thing up, we realize we cannot take a 10 day vacation to the Caribbean. Are you right sure? after your mother You're has sure? back surgery. Really? You as sure? Because that's that seems like when you might need it the most. As much as you might lying. want to, but you can do the little things. And sometimes they're just little. Sometimes it's 10 minutes reading a book, doing a puzzle, having a soda at McDonald's. <laughs> but, you know, it requires a little advanced planning when yep. you're in a situation where you're in neck deep caregiving. Yep. So that's the wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can get in touch with us like Barbara did. Quote, unquote, Barbara. That's not really her name, but we'll call her Barbara. Just like Barbara did. And we actually got somebody else just just left us a message or rather rather left us a uh, review on uh, Apple Podcasts, which, by the way, we'd love to get those. Yes. But you can reach out to us with a question, a comment, sponsorship inquiry, a bunch of different stuff you can do. Anything you want to do to reach out, you can email us at caregivinggenxstyle at gmail.com. You can also leave us a text or a voicemail at this number, 804-723-1221. Those numbers and that email address are always in the show notes, so just look for them there if you didn't write it down. And you can also find us on Twitter. We're at, as long as Twitter still exists. Yeah. Or threads. Um, I don't yeah. know, threads, threads eventually, maybe. We may get on there eventually. I haven't gotten around to it yet. You can find us uh, at the handle at Gen X Caregiving. We're also on Facebook. Just search for the name of the show, and I'm sure you will find it. We hope to hear from you soon. Have a great day. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone.